0: This week on Movie Time, given that there's really no major releases for the week and we find ourselves already in the middle of the year, thought it would be great to have a discussion about what are some of our favorite movies of the year so far, what movies did we find extremely disappointing and kind of soul-crushing, so to speak, and for the remainder of the year, which movies are we looking forward to most. So sit back, relax, enjoy on this little journey of ours as we look at the past present and future of 2022 movie time let's go hey, hey, hey. what's up everybody we are back with another episode of movie time here I got myself renee loki geek and blake the wolf what's going on dude
1: Renee, I am so excited to talk about our movie opinions because shame on you if you step through to my top five movies twenty twenty two. We're gonna a top five list today, baby. Let's do it. Wait, no, you're
0: that's right. We're getting ready. Um, no really major movie releases this week, but you know, these are the weeks that we love to take advantage of because it gives us a chance, you know, to talk about topics like what we're gonna talk about today. So given that we are halfway through the year i thought it would be a awesome time to talk about what have been some of our favorite movies of the year so far what are some of the most disappointing movies that we may have seen and what are we looking forward to for the next uh six months right so for the rest of uh 2022 there so if you're new to the channel welcome aboard hope you enjoy the ride uh, make sure to fasten your seatbelts and keep your trays in the upright positions because uh, we are about to take off on this biatch. But thank you for tuning in. If you like what you see, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you are an audio listener, don't forget, we are also on your podcast platform of your of your choice through the Loki Geek channel there. You could find this episode and so many others for your downloadable and listening pleasure there. Um, and if it prompts you, leave a good rating because, you know, we're pretty good dudes and, you know, we, we we love to see the love. Well, one of us may be a good dude. I don't know about the other one, but um, definitely would love to see you show some love there. And, 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 you know, comment. Tell us we're idiots. Tell us, you know, how you think we're disgusting and we don't know shit and all that. Um, we want to hear it because we we... We thrive over that feedback. We thrive. And uh, in, but in all honesty, we love the conversations with with uh, you guys. And we've had some pretty decent back and forths on YouTube there. So really, really appreciate the support for everyone who's coming back and watching us do our thing. So that being said, I think obviously the best part to start is let's just talk about some of the movies that we really enjoyed this year. Giving uh, so Blake and I, we both have our own top five. Um, but I think let's start off with some honorable, honorable mentions here. So sure. movies that maybe we've enjoyed that didn't make our top five list, but you know maybe given the time we saw it, it we thought maybe it would have been in our top five or or whatever the case. But it's movies that we've enjoyed regardless, right? <laughs> Um so on my honorable mention list I have uh three main ones. So that is Jackass Forever <clears throat> men and Moonfall. Um so if you've uh, caught any of our previous episodes I think Blake and I at one point agreed that Jackass Forever was one of the best movies that we've seen of the year at that time we did that episode right and I think that may have been like in March or something like that. Um, It was just, you know, captivating to see these older statesmen of the Jackass crew still having fun, still doing their thing while introducing the new generation, the new blood um, to the Jackass empire there. And it was just really, really funny. It's still funny to see these guys, you know, up to their antics and everything. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Men, I thought the reason why that's on my list is because of the acting of jesse buckley um i thought she was phenomenal in that movie um i do appreciate a good twisty a24 movie as you can see i am an a24 stan for sure but um i just really really enjoyed that movie and kind of like this the messaging that they were trying to put out there uh and moonfall moonfall before another movie that we're going to talk about is just your quintessential movie theater blockbuster experience. You know, it is just one of those movies you go into, shut your brain off, you know, eat your popcorn or nachos, you know, drink your very high sugar content, you know, drink of choice, and just go along for the ride. You're not there for any major plot stories, you're not there for awesome acting you're there just for the pure spectacle the explosions the you know the chases what have you moonfall had it all for me and i really really enjoyed it probably more than anybody else you know um so definitely definitely uh those are the three honorable mentions there uh what about you blake what are some of your honorable mentions of the year
1: moonfall i'm going to throw that one in right right there you said it great very entertaining i was my expectations were, of course, rock bottom. Yeah. But it was like, it was a great, fun time. Uh, there's a couple on my list that are more like fun times and not necessarily like great classic quality cinema. Uh, Moonfall is the honorable mention there. Um, Men is also on my list. I, I had a hard time leaving it off my top five, but we'll get into that when we get into the, the real top five. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this one right here, right now. This might be controversial Top Gun. I'm going to make my hey. top five, but it's an honorable mention. Top Gun. If you comment right wow. now and tell me a uh, time and location, I will fight you. No problem. Uh, based on the fact that if you think this movie is great, uh, then I'll fight anybody wherever. Just name a spot. I don't care. No, for Amazing. real. Um, I was. I I liked it a lot. Loved it. Had a fun time. I. I think that it's getting a lot of hype because the like expectations were low, and it was like it was it was really it was good. It was fun. It was entertaining. It was kind of corny too like and it was like it was fine it was, it was well it was, they did they did a good job of the formula they didn't mess it up it was good like it wasn't the greatest movie of all time it wasn't the greatest sequel of all time like so uh fight me about that but uh that's that's an honorable mention i'll give it that credit and then lastly is okay. Raphael the gerard carmichael comedy special i don't know if you count that as a movie but it was about an hour um i got to be there in person when they filmed it and i got to watch it again uh, apparently, my laugh can be heard oh. on the
0: totally, video
1: totally. On Max. Okay, yeah.
0: it's 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 when I watched it, it was one of the things I caught like within the first 10, 15 minutes, and I immediately was like, "There's Blake, there he is." Yeah. So that was that was special for me to see that.
1: It was special to see it in person. I'm glad you also got a kick out of that part, Renee. Uh, but I laughed very hard and it was also like a deep special like it was it was deep and it was a special comedy special like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of really funny comedians out there this one was like a moment and got to give the dude props for that so honorable mention uh for ruthaniel um there but yeah that's that's the the all my honorable mentions um and also just to clarify real quick we're not doing full spoilers but we're also like you know it's a it's a review list so like we might say some things if yeah if there's a movie on this list and someone's like yo i don't want to know anything about it like probably should have seen it sooner because there aren't any recent like no movies are coming out this weekend for example but um i just want to
0: make sure we're on the same page with that one right yeah no definitely um yeah just again for those of you listening and watching we're not going to go into like deep plot spoilers or anything like that with the movies we see. However, we may mention something that could be considered a spoiler because that thing could be the reason why we love the movie so much or why we may have hated the movie so much, right? So just be mindful of that. Uh, Again, uh, I feel like if you're watching this, you probably have seen these movies like we have and you want to just see what those rankings are as far as like how they really pan out for the year so far. So... Just a little heads up there for all of you people watching and listening, but yeah, thanks for bringing that up uh, and putting that out there. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I guess let's talk about so our number five. Uh, so our number. So we're gonna go five, four, three, two, one. <clears throat> and if something on the list is mentioned by either Blake or myself. Um, And we have it on our list as well. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But we'll give each other proper time to discuss why it's there on our list. So number five for me, which may be a surprise to you. And I'm sure a surprise to a lot of people. And that would be Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, The recent...
1: wait. (laughs) I'm sorry, my audio must have just cut out. I heard...
0: Nope. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. That's right. The Disney Plus movie. I didn't movie. know
1: that that had come out. Is yep. that... What, the, what you... Uh, yeah, so... it you ca- just, <laughs> and yourself quickly. Sure, and I'll yeah. I'll stop What? The no,
0: so it is a movie that came out on Disney Plus. Um, it stars the voice acting talents of John Mulaney. And... Um, Andy Samberg playing the title roles there. Um, The movie I was not really expecting much out of it. It was just one of those movies that you know I remember Rescue Rangers growing up watching the, the the TV cartoon and all that. And of course at the time, which it was part of the Disney afternoon, that was like top viewing for a kid at you know during that generation and all that time. So when I heard that they were bringing them back in this kind of hybrid animation live action film of course the first thing that came to mind was oh is this going to be another smurfs is this going to be like another alvin and the chipmunks and all that and i was blown out of like i was just surprised of how much i enjoyed this movie how much i thought it was hilarious the parodies the poking fun at their own Disney properties, living allowing the writers to actually have freedom to poke fun of all of these things within the Disney libraries, and also poking fun of the genre of movie. They did make fun of Alan and the Chipmunks. They did make fun of Smurfs. They made fun of Sonic the Hedgehog, because when the first Sonic images came out and how everyone was losing their shit online... They they actually brought back that version of Sonic in the movie, oh and gosh, this is whoa. not even this is not really like a spoiler spoiler because it happens within like the five, first five minutes of the movie. Um, because basically they're like at a convention and they're all signing autographs, and oh <laughs> and Sonic is literally goodness. yeah he's in the booth right next to them, and yeah you know, the poor guy he looks down on his luck you know because they they kind of recasted the movie and everything like that. But they they poked fun at all of those things. And, Whoa. you know, the chemistry between uh, Mulaney and Sandberg was really good. You know, albeit like voice acting, but still that's acting, acting, right? So I just thought like it was really fun. It explains everything of like how the show became popular. And then there was like creative differences and everyone went their own way. And then now this becomes a reunion thing. And kind of like getting the team back together, sort of speak. Um, The mix of animation and live action, honestly, it made me, it reminded me of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Because that's just how good and how seamless it is. I've been very critical about those movies. If uh, anyone uh, watching has seen my previous review of the Tom and Jerry movie, I was extremely critical about that because I hate it when the the mix of live action and animation just doesn't gel correctly. Or it's like you could tell someone is acting versus a tennis ball, you know, like they're like looking at something just like a mark. Right. Um, And that had movie had a lot of it. This did not. This just felt like it was really, really well done totally unexpected. I was laughing a lot with all the little references and cameos. They had cameos from a lot of different uh, properties. Like um, you had uh, South Park characters in there. You had the Transformers, you know, you had all these different cameos in there that aren't Disney specific properties. So again, reminded me of who framed Roger Rabbit when that was the first time you saw Mickey and Bugs Bunny interacting together on screen, you know? So it was just so well done and I'm sure there's a lot of people like yourself who had no idea about the movie, no idea that it even came out, and no idea that it's actually worth watching. So I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh to my surprise. Because again, I was not expecting to. So
1: Thank you. That's kind of why we do this, is to like <laughs> yeah. recommend things. We talk about things that we both like, but uh I'm gonna like check that out immediately. That sounds really, really, really good. <laughs> Damn, okay um all right so i'm going number five uh mine it. might be surprising it's ambulance the michael bay movie uh i had an amazing time at the theater uh, i went into it expecting to hate it that helped the other thing that helped is seeing it in a nice a D- dolby theater and my c is doing the the sound is so intense and shaking the, the visual is just so intense and it was just like, it kind of It hit me at the right time and seeing it opening weekend in the theater was a special experience. I have to say, if you're listening to this for recommendations, I'm not sure I'd watch this on just any home TV situation. If you just want to know the yeah. plot, like that isn't necessarily what you come to this movie for. It's the it's yeah. the enthralling, immersive, intense experience. Dude did things with the camera I hadn't seen before and that's hard to pull off in 2022. Um, and just the nonstop action of it there's corny michael bay that's nonstop action this one didn't feel corny this felt more like someone who was trying to pull, like pull off an indie movie with like practical effects and and like intense camera work and like through craftsmanship more than just like you know a million dollar explosions every few seconds so for that i was so deeply into it like had a hard time walking afterward like i was so like it was such an intense experience. If you can definitely see it at whichever friend has the best home movie system. Um, That was a fun experience. And for that, there's not a ton of great, great high quality cinema so far this year. I'm sure closer to Oscar time, end of the year, buzzer beaters, will get plenty of that. Um, So I doubt this will be on my end of the year list. There's no way for right now um, with fewer movies being in movie theaters and definitely fewer quality movies in this part of the year. So far, top five, number five, ambulance.
0: Amazing. Um, You know, I did see ambulance too. It didn't make any of my list. So that means it wasn't a disappointment. Um, You know, I did. did, Right. Um, I actually did enjoy the movie myself too. Um, but i'm surprised that it made it to your top 5 so i'm i'm just you said it too you were pretty much like in the right mindset and and preparedness when you went to watch that movie that probably made you you know enjoy it as much as you did i wonder if you watch it today if you would feel the same way as you did back then because it happens a lot where you know the movie hits us at the right time you know at the right you know frame of mind uh, that we're in and for us, you know, we think it's a great movie, but I'm curious if it's because of that. And if we were in a different level and we watch it now, you know, it happens a lot. So I'm, I'm just curious if, if you think that might be the case there.
1: Well, uh, I have a will uh, describe my home movie system as mid, uh, at best early mid and so i don't know i don't know if i'm using that word correctly it's a it's a cool uh, (laughs) i'm I'm working on incorporating that in my vocabulary um i know i wouldn't enjoy it as much now part of it was seeing it the first time that weekend with people who were excited for that movie in a perfect movie theater experience with Mm -hmm. the right friend um he's done like action and like behind the scenes stuff and movies and so like he's like after we talked about it, like how difficult it would be to pull off some of those things. The main thing was like the camera work is what really blew my mind. What pulled me to the front of my seat. I'm going like, hey, did he just do, how did he do that? And I'm, it yeah. felt almost like a magic trick. where like that part where your mind gets blown. It felt like that for a duration of the movie. Is yeah. the acting good? It's fine. Is the plot good? No, there's nothing to like the backstory is fine the it's more just the onslaught of nonstop 60 to 90 minutes of that especially that middle part uh where you just go like your jaw just keeps dropping further was it right place right time yeah sure like if again it's an expectations game thing too if you go into it saying i love a lot of michael bay movies you might be disappointed by this one i don't know if your standards are, are higher I went in thinking this is gonna be some real dumb piece of crap action movie that might have cool effects, and I'll just get to kill a couple hours in a cold movie theater. No, it was like, so if you're gonna go watch it, maybe just take this part of the review. It wasn't that great, and <laughs> then go watch it with that proper expectations. Uh, but yeah, definitely the way it hit. I love a good movie mm-hmm. theater experience. Those are special. Like we have, we talked about earlier. We have Avatar coming out this year, which is basically just a movie theater experience. Uh, I don't know if I cut out. It was a movie theater experience movie. And right. that's yeah. the all that that thing has. Like, there's nothing about that movie that has a legacy about it. Like it wore off quickly, but now they're making three, four more. So to me, a like, special, like when I saw Avatar, like, I, you better believe it, I told everyone, like, go see that in a theater ASAP. Right, this is right. a similar right. type of deal. Like I texted my buddy that for, like, go to the movie theater, go see mm-hmm. Ambulance.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh, again, like, I think one of the reasons why I put Moonfall on my honorable mentions is because it's it same thing with me. Like, I went there not expecting an opus, right? Not expecting this grand, spe- you know, this, like, hugely uh, deep, enthralled plot storyline, right? It's just there because you know what to expect, right? And with Michael Bay movies, I feel like that's kind of the same vein. Um I agree with the camera angles for sure. Uh, he 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 uh, fell in love with drones basically, mm-hmm. and you had mm-hmm. so many drone sh- like drone shots all throughout the film. Um, and yeah, you know it was great to see Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, act crazy. Um, I, oh. I would have to say that the the Runaway though it was um, Aiza Gonzalez, I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, she was actually very very good in that movie like her acting i thought was you know very very well done um i think she was in the godzilla kong movie i think that was like another movie i saw her in and uh i was not thinking of like that when i saw her and her acting in that movie and she definitely stepped it up in in this movie for sure so cool um since I went first, uh, please by all means, why don't you take number four cool. and you you take the lead on that?
1: Well, thank you so much, Ryan. Um, of course. So number four is another action movie. This one is The Batman. Nice. I okay. Loved the. Is it? You didn't mention your honorable moment. Is it on your list?
0: It is also, funny enough, my number four.
1: Okay. So we can talk about it. We could do the little back and yeah, forth. we did for sure. a full episode. I think it was our first episode. Was um, that we ever
0: did? Or was we ever the first yeah, actually, Man. that was the debut of of movie time with right. with 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 us two. And you could check out that that review that in that episode that we did on the channel there. But yeah, that was the first because the the mindset going into that was you're not a huge comic book movie guy, but you do right. w- enjoy watching them. So I wanted to see what someone who you know someone who who's like a cinephile who really loves uh cinema and movie what their take on uh, was going to be with the batman because in my opinion it was probably the most cinematic uh superhero movie that we've ever seen mm-hmm.
1: Oof. oh that's tough i'm i'm gonna say like joker and dark knight are gonna be up there but uh, like birdman i don't think you're counting that right but yeah. otherwise yeah no i'm with you like it is right up there maybe the most and if not for sure in the top few conversation yeah. all time yeah i agree uh um, that that's and that's kind of the, the conceit of our whole movie time deal is like i like the more artsy stuff and you're more in the popular culture kind of like things that people like stuff and then we like compare notes talk about right we have that intersection there batman was a perfect example the, sorry, yeah the the not batman. to be confused with batman or Batman or man that mm-hmm. yeah. um but yeah that was a perfect example of that type of movie one that made us like start this damn show um, right the, i don't know what i'll say about it i'm sure if you're watching this you've already seen it or it's not going to be on your list kind of thing if you are in any way skeptical and you like high quality cinema, it's up there. Like it's, it was a great movie. I don't know what kind of like prestige it's going to have or the legacy, like award season, anything like that. Uh, it was well-received by critics. And the only people who I think didn't like it were like the casual fans who just wanted a fun time action movie thing. Cause it was a little yeah. darker than that. It was a little deeper right. than that and smarter than that. Um, so I think in the lobby, I heard a couple people doing that. I didn't get it kind of thing, but it was well well done. Um, I don't think we need to go back into it if you want to hear all of our we did a, a good hour or two on that one yeah. um, in, in the in the archives. So
0: yeah, no definitely. I mean yeah, just to, to cap it and sum it up. I mean basically the the cinematography was fantastic. The soundtrack and how it you know really affected certain scenes and highlighted certain scenes was really great. The acting, for the most part, was very, very good all throughout. Um, and the storyline. I mean, basically, it's the Detective Batman that we've always wanted to see. You know, at least those true diehard Batman fans. This is the movie that we've always wanted to see. That's what may have thrown people off because we've never gotten that, right? It's, it's always been like, a little bit of story, a lot of action. A little bit of story, a lot of action. Like that, you know? Um, so... Seeing the Batman in his early stages of of his career, doing the detective work, you know, working with the police, you know, trying to solve clues and riddles and all that stuff like that, I thought it was just really, really well done. Um, yeah, so it will be, you know, interesting to see where this movie uh, or the franchise will go with the sequels and all that stuff like that. But definitely one of the great uh, versions of the Batman that we've seen on screen, and uh, yeah, probably. Ranks in the at least at least top five conversation when it comes to most cinematic superhero movies out there. So, so yeah, so that's awesome that that's on uh, both of our number four there. So, um, and again, as as we're going through this list, don't forget to chime in if something like rings to you or speaks to you. You know, how was the Batman for you? Is this somewhere along the lines of where you think it is on your top five, or maybe this ranks higher? You know, that could that could also be the case there. So definitely uh, do let us know and let's have a, a conversation about that. So number three. Okay, so number three, uh, this is uh, something on my list that uh, could have, I, I think in my mind and in my opinion, has a very good chance at possibly being in your top five list if we were having this conversation. Um, if you've already seen this movie. And that is Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. So Marcel the Shell with Shoes On was a, a property that I was not extremely familiar with, you know, until several months ago. I saw the eight the the movie trailer for it. You know, it, it's you know produced by A twenty four, but. You know, it was one of those things where, oh, this is another quirky A twenty four movie, and this time it's you know animated, stop motion animation, and all that stuff like that. But once I started hearing like some of the dialogue and some of the 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 interactions on screen, I thought it was very cute. You know, and then you told me about it um, because you are a huge fan of um, uh, I forgot her her name, Jenny Slate. Um, Jenny and, Slate, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so just, you know sorry, when you I just told me found my phone yeah.
1: I was acting up so hard right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like you know you 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 talked her up, and you know I I only remember her from that one year of SNL that she was on, um, and dropping the the infamous f bomb that is a, a no no, a huge no no in the, the SNL world there. But um, I finally, I went to watch the movie. I was uh, able to go to an early screening of it, and I, I saw it. Literally a week later, uh, at another screening where Jenny Slate had a QA session afterwards. And I gotta tell you, this was probably the most heartwarming, charming, sweetest movie that I've seen in quite some time. And that's one of the reasons why it definitely made my top five list. The uh, the heart, you know, the the character of Marcel and how this, you know, little tiny shell with an eye and sneakers uh how he perceives the world you know and the innocence and and you know the interaction with the the human embodiment there that is the you know, the documentarian that is documenting his life you know the the seek for community the the love of family the the you know kind of um bond that he has with his grandmother and the rest of the the family there so it was definitely definitely Something that, going into it, I had a small feeling that, you know, I think this is a movie I'm really going to like, to just really falling in love with it. And I was like, I, again, for me to watch it twice, one week after the other, I would definitely watch it another time. And I, I do think this is a movie that the family in whole can enjoy. It's, it's one of those really wholesome family type of movies from, to be quite honest... A character that, for some, could be very disturbing-looking. You know, like, what the hell is this thing? Um, that's why I thought it was so, it's very perfect for A24 to take over the helms of making sure that this movie goes out there. Um, I believe it opens up nationwide here in the U.S. this weekend. So I think that's going to be amazing. And the more people are going to have their chance to watch it because I think it's really, really well- deserve that time um for people to take out and and check out the movie so and who thought a24 was able to put out a wholesome family movie for once uh so so yeah so that is number three on my list there
1: yeah i'm not i obviously i haven't seen it yet which is so maddening i saw because this a24 jenny slate had one of the first like 10 A24 movies it was they uh someone else directed it but I got to see them do a QA and a afterward for Obvious Child fully recommend that movie uh, a- incredible um at that point like there'd been a few A24 movies that I was aware of but that was one of my first like I'm at their event like okay I'm a fan of what they do starting to like catch on to them and then the, and then separately Marcel the Shell short films out and that was like a huge favorite like sharing it with everybody watching it a million times people come over people put the stuff on youtube put that on kind of thing um and so then just being a jenny slate fan star live do live comedy uh in brooklyn um anything that she's touched i'm basically a fan of so then from that to like okay a24 marcel the shell movie same original director of the short film jenny slate like I'm so mad because I, I I was gonna go see the the that Q and A thing you're talking about that I had to miss it. <laughs> apparently, Google thinks I asked about a French painter and is now explaining oh. the, about this painter. I, I think. Wow. I'm done. Okay, that's fun. Um, I'm glad we have a lot of listeners in that are on the live. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, uh, I was supposed to go to that Q and A. I had to be in DC for that week, and then now I'm in Oklahoma traveling and it comes here tonight so i might not be able to see it for even a couple more days mm-hmm. um with travel stuff but i am so hyped for that movie thank you i'm glad you're vouching for it i know when you're going to it i was like i think he's gonna have a great time like this might yeah. be a super special movie uh, i hope it has that little engine that could thing like where it just lasts mm-hmm. movie theaters and beats the box office expectations i hope it has that
0: i wouldn't yeah. be surprised yeah, because, like, right now, I believe it's only available in, like, I think they said seven theaters right now. <laughs> like, all wow. across the U.S. Yeah. Wow. So, and, of course, those are probably all L.A. and yeah. New York. Well, maybe one in... Limited release. Right, yeah, yeah, maybe one in Chicago, maybe one in, like, Texas, like that, right? Um. So So, yeah, so I'm really excited to see what's going to happen when, you know... The floodgates open and it's out there more so people can really check it out so hey guys i hope you're enjoying this episode so far but before we continue i wanted to quickly talk about bulletproof coffee bulletproof coffee is my favorite coffee of choice to start off my mornings with why because it's clean coffee what does that mean well one there are no chemicals in it why because they go through this multi-step process of making sure that all of their beans are fully clean and free of any chemicals so that when you get the beans delivered to you it is the pure beans the pure coffee the goodness that you've been wanting the taste the flavor and the nutritional value as well without worrying about any added chemicals or anything else put into the mix there. Um, It also doesn't have that weird acidic taste that some coffees give you. I don't know how about you, but for me, some coffees kind of give me that weird sensation in my stomach, makes me a little burpy, and it kind of drags me down a little bit instead of really waking me up, uh, which is something that I need from my coffee every day. Bulletproof also offers a lot of keto-friendly snacks and supplements. Anything that you need to kind of Add to your everyday nutritional needs, add to your diet, and make you and pretty much transforms the way you feel uh, every day. So, uh, for a limited time, if you use this code on that you see on the screen right now, lowkeygeek, all caps, one word, you can get fifteen percent off your order. So what? What is better than that, right? Check out the link in the description of this episode. Use this code. Get yourself your discount and make your mornings a little bit more bulletproof with Bulletproof Coffee. Now, back to the episode.
1: Uh, Dude, I cannot wait. So, um, for my number three, we just talked about this in our last couple episodes. It's in theaters now. I won't do any spoilers for sure because of that. But Elvis, um, I in our episode, I was harder on this movie than, than yeah. i am now i've talked to friends who saw i've been in oklahoma for like a week and a half which i mentioned on the episode like that movie makes more sense at an oklahoma theater than in new york and uh, <laughs> I, don't, I was i was hard on it so to to uh, to quote mr uh, presley i'm feeling a little less spite and a little more spark close your mouth and open <laughs> your heart and i talked a lot about the movie and like was trying to think of like things like okay i had this issue with it, that issue whatever uh I it's it's grown on me. I was watching old Elvis interviews today. I just had it also, today in particular I had like a like I just geeked out on Elvis. Uh, I listened mm-hmm. to a podcast about it. Um and then just like went and watch old videos and hearing people talk about the historical accuracies, inaccuracies, et cetera. We get into all that in our episode. Um, so yeah. I'm not gonna belabor it, but movie has definitely grown on me since it left. Somebody made the point that like if you do another Elvis biopic. You, it was, uh, it was a New York Times podcast. They were saying if you do another Elvis biopic, you can't do it based on spectacle and scale because you're not going to get bigger than this movie. And as far as that aspect, it did that very yeah. damn well. Yeah. Someone can do a more accurate one on the without the entertainment spectacle aspect of it. Um, that's that hope. You know, that'd be cool to see someone do an accurate Elvis behind the scenes when he's having a bad mm-hmm. day, getting broken up, like doing more dramatic acting. <clears throat> but as far as the spectacle of this movie knocked it out of that aspect they knocked it out of the park so that's why it's number three on my uh year so far list
0: okay yeah no i mean look it it happens a lot where you know kind of the opposite of what we talked about ambulance where maybe you go into a movie you watch it and you still like the movie but it wasn't like this big you know revelation for you but then the more you think about it the the more it lingers in your mind you already know that that's a good movie then, because the fact that it has you constantly thinking about it constantly having discussions and conversations about it so it it definitely affects us later and it's funny as you were saying about spectacle and all that stuff like that uh, for some reason I started thinking like what if we had like the Doors version of Elvis you know directed by like you know Coppola or, or or you know something like dead serious like uh, you know, just like like a behind the scenes kind of like Aaron Sorkin ish, or maybe even like a wait 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 like Sorry. a venture
1: There's <laughs> wait I, maybe maybe I'm missing what you're saying because there is an Oliver Stone directed The Doors movie. I don't. you if they did that, but for Elvis, where it was just super yes. dramatic. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. like yeah. like like drop the spectacle, drop the fun. Right, and yeah. just do the 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 the, bo- the raw bones, yes. the you know the the dirty, all that stuff. Aaron
1: Sorkin, Steve Jobs, that kind of thing. Like twenty four yes. hours in his life yes. in nineteen fifty six, in Yeah, like something like that. That would be. Yep. I actually do kind of want to see that. Damn.
0: Right. Right.
1: Let's go make like, a million like, bucks. Let's write that script. Let's, let's go.
0: Let's go. We're gonna. We're, you know what? <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna crowd this this venture. Yeah. You know, link will be in the description, uh, because it would be funny. Yeah. What if we took one moment. Right, mm-hmm. in in oh, yeah. all of the decades of Elvis's life, right, and just see like okay, how the progression is, how the interaction is, right, and all that, you know, it'll be pretty pretty entertaining and interesting.
1: T- started as a it's a play, it's not even a fucking movie. It's so <laughs> <Yeah>. bare bones. <laughs> yeah. Cameras don't even it's too much spectacle. Yeah, right. Um, right. And then what? Maybe we could skip like the movie part of Elvis's career and just do like yeah, sure. Just, and yeah. maybe like maybe not super fat Elvis, maybe just like kind of fat
0: elvis like, like semi fat. like as he's getting yeah. like slightly there but not quite yeah, yeah okay. he's sweaty yeah he's, yeah, kinda, yeah. he's
1: got a little, he's got a sheen on yeah him, it's more machine yeah. than a full-out Schmitz. oh there you go okay yeah that's great yeah uh, <laughs> but that's not what this movie was and no. he did a great job of not being that yeah. um am i am i am i up for number two
0: Um, let's see who went to, yeah, 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 you could go ahead and tackle number two, but yeah, just a final reminder again, we we could talk about Elvis for a very long time. You know, we obviously both equally found it entertaining. Um, it didn't make my list, but I did enjoy the movie quite a bit. Um, and I think for the most part, it was also because of the phenomenal acting by uh, from Austin Butler and uh, you know, Tom Hanks to a certain extent. Uh, I feel like give and take on that one, but if you want to see our full thoughts. On the movie, uh, we did a full episode about it. You can check it out on the channel there. But, uh, yeah, take it away there, Blake.
1: Uh, Elvis was a polarizing movie in that, like, you weren't sure how to feel about it. So it's one of those I've listened to a lot of stuff about it. Definitely go check out that episode if you're, like, sussing yeah. up your feelings or right after you mm-hmm. watch it. Um, the number two, our episode on this one, was not ambiguous at all. It was The Northman, and we absolutely adored it. Ooh, it was in one of our yeah. earlier ones. Um, yeah, I... I don't like just go watch that because I was geeking out on that, on that episode. Um, I have no regrets about the level of geeking out. I saw it again in theaters. I hit up every single friend. It was like, go see this, let me know. And they would hit me up afterward, and be like, yo, you're right. That was perfect um, for that kind of movie. I'm sure if someone went in and similar to uh, the Batman. If someone went in just expecting some dumb popcorn stuff, they'd probably be like, that was weird and made it a little bloody it for what it was. Perfect movie for Alexander Skarsgård, who's not a great actor. It might be the best role he'll ever have, uh, where he's like just his, he's perfectly used for that. For this director, director said, like, because it didn't make its money back at the box office, or if it did, yeah. it got close. But my understanding is the director is saying, like, not only they're not going to get a budget like that, they don't want one. It was almost like yeah. a hassle. Like, after Lighthouse was successful, someone gave him money, they're like, okay, here's what I'll do with that. And then mm-hmm. I'm almost kind of glad, but. It was a very special like one-off kind of movie that we're probably not going to get something like that very often like an indie mid-sized budget just it felt like non-stop action like it felt like <laughs> sorry it felt like a car chase movie where similar to ambulance where the whole time just like my blood is pumping and mm-hmm. edge of my seat and just going no way this is amazing that was an experience and, unlike Ambulance, like it was actually well done in all categories, writing, directing, cinematography, acting, et cetera. So, yeah, that's my number two, Northman. And if you want to hear me geek out properly, um, then definitely go check that out, that, our episode on that.
0: Yeah, no, that was, a, that was a fun episode for us. And, yeah, I I definitely also really enjoyed that movie, too. Um, it, again, didn't make my top five, but it, it's definitely one of those movies that I enjoyed that I've watched so far this year um you know for um you know director Robert Eggers you know he is you know just from the indie world right and the fact that they gave him so much money to work on this movie um it it didn't go to waste for sure like it a lot of the visual effects a lot of the cinematography was very very well done um, I'm a sucker for one-shots. I've said this multiple times, and there's this amazing one-shot sequence that happens during, like, one of the invasions, and I was, just, you know, it's, it's your blood is pumping, the adrenaline is flowing, you know, like, it, all the ma- macho action, like, that you would think it, that comes along with, like, Viking-type of movies, you got this, right? Um, but you also had a good story in it, too. You had, a, like, a good, not a lot of dialogue, but a good good you get to you get you really totally understand the journey um that uh Scar-Scar's character goes through and you know the people that he meets and the family dynamics there too cuz that played very heavily in the movie as well um so yeah so i don't i don't blame you for having it on your top 5 i think it's a it's a very very well deserved you know movie for sure I agree, Renee. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Very well done. Well done there. Uh, and yeah, and like, you know, he said, if you want to check us out and then, you know, talk more about this movie and, you know, how much we enjoyed it when we saw it, uh, another episode you could check out there on the channel if you haven't seen it yet. So, my number two. Now, this is where it gets interesting for me because I feel like my one and two depending on the the month, depending on the week, sometimes depending on the day, they could actually switch back and forth on. So as I was preparing this list, I was really sitting down and really, really thinking, okay, let's forget certain things. Let's try to look at this, you know, really, really thoughtfully and thoroughly. Which number would this movie fall on? When I think of like the grand scheme of everything that I've seen so far, you know, and how well the movie was done and everything like that. So my number two, that's one of the reasons why Top Gun Maverick is my number two movie of the year. Um, Everything that you said about the campiness and all that, 1,000%. That's the main reason of this movie. Because it's a sequel to such a legacy 80s movie that we haven't got. To see anything from these characters in over thirty years, right? So now, you Tom Cruise is back. Of course, he's older, you know, but he's you know bringing back Maverick. You see the dynamic he has with the Navy and how their relationship is, and his reputation, and then you know the relationship with Goose's son. Again, this is not a huge spoiler. He's in the trailer. You know, they tell you already. Although it would have been great. Well, uh, I think you're muted.
1: Oh there
0: you go. There you go. Okay.
1: I was just saying, yeah, not only is son in the trailer, it's wearing the same mustache with the same sunglasses, right. yeah. a similar shirt, playing the same song on the piano. And right, then they exactly. football very similarly.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah I spoiler
1: mean, alert. <laughs> they they, they get <laughs> the a shirt on the beach. I'm sure everyone's seen it.
0: Oh no. Yeah. Um I don't know how they could have You know, hidden that part of the movie out from the trailers. I mean, it it does play a huge part, you know, throughout it all. But I love how they just took everything from the original movie and they approved on it. And they even actually gave us a full story. You know, like there was like something to follow from the beginning to the end. There was an actual crisis that they had to prep for, instead of something that's just like, oh, by the way, there's a huge mission. You guys need to go for it. You know, all that stuff like that. Um, so it really, really kind of improved on the things that a lot of us were making fun of from the original movie. And they gave it a little bit more stakes. They gave a lot more character-building moments. Um, and I, I just really... And the action. The action and the flow of a lot of those scenes... I don't think we've ever seen since the eighties. It really made you feel like this was a modern eighties movie and it really, really like worked for me, you know, and I've seen the movie two times. Each time I saw it, people were going nuts in the theaters, all generations, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it was just a mind blowing experience. Phenomenal again. This was my most anticipated movie of 2022. I, if you go back to last year, I, you know, it, it, I did, um, again, another episode you could check out on the channel there. When I went into my review, I pulled up clips of like previous videos and episodes that I did where I mentioned that this was my most anticipated movie of the year because I felt like it had that potential to be phenomenal. And I was not let down. I was totally correct. And I'm happy that it made me happy. Mm-hmm. And it made so many other people happy. Um, and it was just a fun ride from beginning to end. And, you know, I I know they're talking about another sequel now. I kind of wish they won't. Um, but the good thing is that, you know, Tom Cruise makes a lot of the decisions, especially with this franchise. He refused to let this movie stream on Paramount+. Plus, uh, Even though Paramount was, like, begging for him to do so, he's like, nope. This movie is going directly to the theater when it's good and ready to do so. And I think he was brilliant in that aspect and thinking about that. So yeah, Top Gun Maverick, number two, baby.
1: I mean, the fact that that's your number two now, I definitely know what your number one is. Um, But I'm not going to belabor, we're not going to debate Top Gun Maverick right now, but you are entrenching me and I'm going to become anti-Top Gun Maverick starting today because you've been just so in, intense in your love for this movie for too long. And I can't oblige it any longer. I can no longer sit here and watch everyone just act like it's an amazing movie. So I will become anti, I was like, Oh no, it was good. It was fun. And now I'm going to be like, that movie sucked. Worst movie of all time. pure disappointment. Tom Cruise, more like Tom Boo.
0: Uh, no, like rah, 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 rah.
1: I'm, I'm working on it. Today's the first day I've decided to be anti that movie. Fight me. Um, so it sounds like we have the same number one movie. Are you ready to?
0: Uh, yeah, you want to say it at the same time. On the
1: count of three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after uh, one, two. Three. Uh, after three. Uh, every. So one, no. Okay. One.
0: One. Two. two. Minions. Every. No.
1: Right. Right. What? Group. Jack. What? What did you say?
0: I, I was gonna say Jurassic World Dominion.
1: Oh, dra- Minions. I was. Oh, Drew. The crossover when they did Jurassic World Dominions, right? And it was yeah, about Dominions that are in Jurassic right. world because they have to follow T Rex. That was cool.
0: That's right, Jurassic uh, World Do Dominions, the two exactly.
1: Greatest IDs of all time, no, for real, yeah, you already know what it is everything,
0: everything, everywhere. All All, at
1: at the same time forever yeah Yeah. good good
0: good old internet (laughs) um yeah you know what why don't you take away uh first on this one so
1: watch the damn episode about it it was we were fully into it going off and that's our most popular episode to date partially because like there wasn't enough content there weren't enough people who were like on top of that movie and were like ready for it to be great I saw the trailer and it was what I expected, exceeded expectations, absolutely amazing. The it was just brilliant, top down. Whatever kind of genre of movie you like, whatever you like about movies, action, um, acting, directing, etc. Like on and on. The writing was absolutely phenomenal. The editing, absolutely phenomenal. I remember when we when we reviewed it, it was like it was early and we weren't sure how the yeah. crowd would be responding, and yeah. I was like. The question was like awards. Now we're closer to the end of the year. And obviously we're gonna have a lot of awards movies at the end of the year. This could be a movie that the Oscars basically ignore and go like, oh yeah, it's a superhero movie. We don't look at those. It could be a movie that cleans up pretty nicely, at least like depending on where it is. I, I On which, which awards. I don't know what to expect for the future of this movie. What I do expect is for decades people will watch this movie and be like oh my god that's special so worse yeah. it's a cult classic kind of thing but even like not if, not when it's like can't be bad cult classic but like in 20 years some high schoolers would be like yo have you you haven't seen everything ever all at once dude we got to watch that we're gonna have a watch party at my house this weekend kind mm-hmm. of thing like like we did that with certain movies from like top gun could have like in some ways like in my journey, like was that movie where we missed it in theaters and like oh yeah it's special it's cool um this movie is special in all mm-hmm. the ways uh, philosophically deep, legitimately funny, great action. Like I both am like pumping my fist at the action scenes and weeping within like moments back and forth. Like it was everything you could want from a movie. If you haven't seen it yet, drop your expectations. Go see it immediately. Uh, wherever was it's it now everything
0: everywhere all at once
1: that you could ever want it to be? Uh, and it's on streaming now. And like I'm, I'm hyped about that because there's a lot. There's some moments where. I'd seen it I think four times maybe five in theaters and like you just want to hit pause rewind pause rewind like just see what they're doing with some of this this editing um if you've seen it you already know what it is if you have not I don't want to get into it and ruin anything um once you go watch it though, go watch our episode on that because that was like our fresh take and we were yeah. uh fully like eyes wide open just like so hyped about that movie I still feel that way to this day yeah love it
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Like, it always brings a huge smile to my face every time someone mentions this movie. Um, We were, you know, we were lucky enough that we did see it early on, you know? Like, we saw it before it it was limited release. I, I think we saw it, like, during, like, special, like, audience screenings or just, like, just, like, test, you know, you know, hey, promo screenings, this movie's coming out. We want people to spread the word and all that stuff like that. And then it released, like, kind of, like, limited run. And then, I felt like every week it was like opening to more and more theater slowly because the word of mouth was just so strong. Um, I, I, again, if you really want to hear us really, truly geek out on this movie, we did a full episode, um, you know, on the channel there. And we just had, we were just gushing over the movie. And, you know, in brilliant filmmaking form too, this is for, you know, this pick for us was foreshadowed. Ever since our episode started, hence the shirt that I'm wearing. So if someone was really paying attention, they would have been like, "Oh, I bet you their number one movie is Everything Everywhere All At Once because of all the googly eyes on the A24 logo there." Uh, but no, the acting, the story, you know, the I love the editing in this movie. You know that the surprise, you know, performances from people we were not expecting to really, you know, gush over. The fact that it is a Michelle Yeoh movie that was not her typical movie. You know, we got to see really a lot of her acting chops and doing drama and comedy and emotion. And, you know, and you know, of course, there's action in there, too. But to have all of that in one movie and to have all of these type of like feelings in one movie, uh, the philosophy behind, you know, some of the things they were talking about, you know, just it's just so well done I, you know when you mentioned like this is going to be eventually like a cult classic I do think this is going to be like one of those movies like a Blade Runner where it totally came out bombed at the theater right but then what 30 years later people keep talking about like how that was like the pivotal moment in sci-fi and how like it didn't really uh influence a lot of sci-fi filmmakers moving forward and everything like that Um, So I do feel like a movie like this will definitely have that cult following for many, many years to come because I have not, and I don't know if you have, I have not heard one person shit on this movie. I have not heard one person say anything negative.
1: No. Not only that, like everybody's, and maybe it's like my circle of friends or something like that, like seeing it in Brooklyn theaters was nice. People were giving applause breaks in the middle of the movie and after the movie. All of my friends, like this is our perfect Combination of movies. Like everyone who saw it was like, yo, they would call me. Not a text. Mm -hmm. They would call me like, yo, can we talk about this, please? And I would point to the YouTube episode and be like, fuck out of (laughs) here. No, we (laughs) would talk about it. I love I love sharing the joy of this movie so much. Yeah. And so that that was special. And then also, like, yes to the Blade Runner comparison. That's a good one. Of like a weird action movie um, combo. This one, I think, like it does other things that Blade Runner doesn't do, but it's also not, oh, yeah. I like that might be more culty. I don't know. I'm still not quite sure the legacy of this movie, but I will say it's definitely not a box office flop. They had a budget of 25 million. They're so far at 93, and this past weekend is the first weekend it wasn't in the top 10 since it dropped wide. So now we're talking about like what was that a couple few months or so? Yeah, uh, at least three it months. It starts off. And, and it is still now the the best grossing A24 movie of yep. all time. It passed that mark earlier than even recently. So just shout out to that movie. I don't know where those directors go from here. It's almost one of those, it's like, I like they're almost mad that it was so yeah. successful. Because like, well, yeah. what the fuck am I supposed to do? And like, the interviews with them are really fun. I would suggest if you've watched our episode, if you've done the deep dives on it, and you want just like, it's endless. The amount of joy you can pull from this movie, the cast interviews where everyone's like so happy to be there and be involved in this beautiful project, looking at some of their short films that they made earlier in their career. I listened to so many like podcast interviews with those directors and like, they're a delight. Like, I don't know everything about this movie from like behind the scenes production. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, we don't need to geek out on it again. Yeah, I'm glad to see the only difference between our first episode and now is like hindsight and, we were right to be so hyped about it. Oh yeah, um, I'm looking at like a 95 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like there was a minute where it was the best-reviewed movie on Letterboxd since Parasite, and right. like it, I don't know if it's still there, but like that's the kind of level of hype we're talking about. And I it, that hype isn't just like a, a weird fluke or something. Like yeah. it's it has legs. I don't I don't know what the future holds for it, but damn, I'm still now I'm now I'm excited about that movie again. i am at about it for like three minutes. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, no, like, like, I think it was two weekends ago I finally got my uh, Blu-ray copy of it um, in the mail. And that, that weekend was just my... It was like the best weekend. Like, it wasn't crappy to begin with, but it just made it so much better. I was like, yes, now I get to, you know, like you said, pause here, rewatch this. You know, one of the things I've always wanted to kind of pause throughout was w- that one moment where she is just flashing back to so many different versions and realities and you know you get a glimpse of like oh like an animated version of her or whatever the case is so i just wanted to see what all that looked like you know and yeah so it's just again yeah we can't we can we could go on and on and on about this movie you know but yeah if you do if you want to if you're not tired of listening to us uh gush over movies and stuff like that definitely check out the our episode of everything everywhere all at once Uh, It is one of our most successful so far movie time episodes. So we're very proud of that episode, too. And we loved everyone who chimed in and commented and, you know, people that were saying that this movie really touched them. And, you know, especially hearing from some of the, the Asian community saying that, you know, I grew up in this type of family dynamic environment and all that and how I can totally relate to the relationship between mom and daughter and and all that so like it was really really great um hearing those those um uh, people with their comments and responding and having conversations so again it is like you said it led to so many conversations and so many discussions that people are still having today because not everyone has seen this movie yet and every time someone watches it for the first time it opens up that whole conversation again, right? So yeah, really, really well done and very unexpected. So yeah, it is true. I am very curious as to where the Daniels go from here. Um, I just hope it's not uh, gonna be another situation like Mick G uh, from back in the day who like Uh... blew up once and then, you know, like I think Mick G comes to mind because Mick G started off also as like a music video director. The Daniels also have you know history in that. Mick G did one yeah. thing that blew up, and then he became kind of like a laughing stock in Hollywood. I don't want this to happen to these guys because they no are way. funny. They are very humble. They're funny. They're a great follow on Twitter uh, because the the kind of posts and comments that they put on on other mm-hmm. people's posts is hilarious because uh, they're always demeaning themselves, which is the yes. the, the best Love thing. To see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, so this yeah
1: their next move has to just be like a, a, a fully straightforward abraham lincoln documentary or something like that it's like totally reset the palette dude You're it's not like getting, i don't i don't yeah. the
0: story of anne frank again like that yeah
1: like one of the cohen brothers now is doing uh plays on broadway or like uh, that's right like yeah live yeah theater. it's like yeah what, is, what are you supposed to do after this career like you can only keep right. one up at yourself so many times mm-hmm. um and yeah just pursue something else like. Honestly, if they phoned it, if they just like hung up, hung it up, I'd be like, okay, you did it, you did. Like I'm looking at it right now, top, uh, on Letterboxd, all-time movies, narrative features, mm-hmm. they call it as opposed to documentaries. It's number 10. It was number one for a minute. Then like enough people see it and like they're like, okay, yeah. let's, we're going to re-review it because we were a little too excited. Still yeah. top 10. It's on my top 10 on Letterboxd. Um, yeah, the I there's no amount of words for like how – how how I'm so glad that was in this year and it's something yeah. because there were, there are not a ton of movies for us to talk about that were that hyped about and thank god for for everything everywhere all at once
0: yeah and and yeah good point because I remember one of the complaints we had was that last year ended up like so huge with all these yeah. movies that just came out of yeah. nowhere right so it was nice to kind of have like that break in the first half of the year but it's also great that they sprinkled in some amazing gems that, again, this was not, I was not expecting this movie to be as great as it was. I fell in love with the trailer, so I knew I had to watch it. And it just blew my mind. So, and it blew a lot of other people's minds as well. So yeah, let us know, again, in the comments, if you've never watched this, that episode of us talking about the movie. If Again, if you're brand new and you didn't know, what were your thoughts about everything, every all at once, if you had a chance to see it? And if you haven't, What's wrong with you? Why haven't you seen it yet? You should go stop what you're doing. Well, no, finish watching this video, hit the like button, subscribe, and then go watch the movie uh, because you 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 definitely are not going to miss out. Again, if you're into that type of movie, you could totally not be. And then you probably be like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? But I don't think you'll be disappointed uh, regardless there. So that being said, Uh, The awesome list from both of us. I really love those kind of conversations. Um, But with every good, there also comes the bad. And this year was no exception so far. um, There have been some disappointments and movies that we ended up just really, really wishing we never went to go see. So um, (laughs) why don't you go first here? Um, And uh, again, we don't have to go too much into these movies, but definitely let us we'll we'll let everyone know why these movies made our our disappointment list of the year so far.
1: There were movies where I was like, oh, I expected better and I was kind of mildly disappointed. Or like Thor, I thought it could have been great and it was good. These movies were spectacularly bad. The disappointment and feeling like I wasted my money and I might write a letter to the studio saying like, send me $17 that I wasted (laughs) on your piece of crap. You took an opportunity and squandered it. All of these are IP. My three are Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Who Cares, Death on the Nile, (laughs) uh, or as just death. Like that's what it felt like being in that movie. And that's just
0: some careers.
1: Yeah, golly. And then Jurassic World Dominions, which if they had had a minion in there, it would have made the movie way better. There were no minions in Jurassic World Dominion, despite the title, and it was a severe disappointment. Um, all I wanted halfway through was one of those little like the dudes who pop up, shoot in, and they shoot the acid in your face, and you go blind. I wanted one of them to just do that to me. I was praying and, for and it the, the movie. time. Okay. No, uh, no, like in the theater, like to my eyeballs, oh, and I'm oh. like, oh well, now I never get to enjoy cinema again. But at least oh, I can okay. sit through the second half of this shit movie. Um, obviously, I'm being bitchy, but uh, those were all movies where I was pretty mad about them afterward. And I skew towards like, thank you for making this movie. I'm not going to complain about it. I like I review things about one star higher than the average rating, mm-hmm. even movies that I kind of like. These were three where I was just like, damn. And some of like I was I was looking forward to each of them in their own way, and then you start to hear things. You're like, "Surely it's not that bad." Nope, uh, that bad. Doctor Strange, like that's come kind of more of a mixed reviews one. Some people like it, or I like some things about it. But Death on the Nile was one of those. Don't put it in, like, don't buy it, or and don't definitely don't put it in like a Blu-ray player, or else your Blu-ray player will quit on you, and then just like jump off the shelf. Oh um, yeah, It's yeah. so bad. Yeah, your blue so ear player
0: bad. will like literally break down in front of you in full on tears and just say, Why? Why are you doing this to me?
1: Yeah, Hercules Perot, the main character played by Kenneth Brenna. Is that right? I'm that just, is right. That's so weird still. Okay. The <laughs> that first is one right. Was good. I liked the first one. That's the problem. No, mm-hmm. th- what would happen is somebody would be rolling in their, like Agatha Christie would be rolling in her grave about this, seeing this movie. And he'd be like, oh, I need to solve the the mystery of what the hell happened. And then he'd just shoot himself because he was so disappointed by this movie. And he would stop being a detective. He'd be dead and be like, oh, we know what happened. Dude saw death on the Nile and killed himself. That's how bad the movie was if he knew he was in it. Um, That's all I got to say. I'm glad we got to end on a really high note of how how terrible death on the Nile was. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and you're not wrong, because Death of, Death of the Nile totally made my list, too. I mean, I... So when it came to the, 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 the first one, I enjoyed that movie, too. I thought I loved the concept about it, and I loved that they were bringing back kind of like that murder mystery type of movie. I think Knives Out blew it out of the water as far as, like, that genre of movie and that topic. So I thought... You know, kind of like a high bar now to fill in when this movie came out. But my God, was this movie awful. It was so painful to watch. It was... You you just didn't know. I felt like a lot of the people in the movie were in different movies. I, there was like no rhyme or reason throughout for the acting. The, the set design and the effects yep. were just God awful. I mean i'll never forget the one scene where this guy is like right by the pyramid and i'm just like this looks so terrible it's so bad it didn't whisk me away to the period of that time in egypt and on the nile and stuff like that it just it didn't work nothing worked um i did like that we got a little bit of the pearl character a little bit of his background and all that and blah 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 but that was what five to ten minutes out of the whole movie yeah. that, you
1: know... No, no, Renee. I went to the bathroom during that scene.
0: <laughs> that's I'm right, I remember you told go, me that, oh, yes. I do
1: a little bit of exposition, I'm not sure, yeah. like, probably, I have to go, uh, and then I came back, and there was like, and that's how I got the mustache, I was like, Right. Oh, was that the interesting part? Oh, no. And then the whole rest of the movie happened. Yeah. No good reason. It was yeah. one of those where, like, it was actually embarrassing, kind of like, there's movies that are so bad they're funny, or there's movies that are like, oh, it's not my kind of movie. It was like a shitty horror movie, but the mm. horror movie people liked it or comic, whatever. This one was just like cringy in the like, nobody, like, why does this exist? This would be embarrassing. Like, I imagine, I'm sure uh, Gal Godot, the same person who did the Imagine song on YouTube after COVID, like, I'm sure she had a great time at the, re- at the premiere and was like, oh yeah, that was really fun. We all did a good thing together. But similarly, just, like, that's yeah. too many flops in recent years, Gal. Yeah. that and Wonder Woman, um, the, the newest one. This is not Gal Gadot's fault. This is everyone's fault who was involved. And oh, yeah. And somebody should have just, like, al- almost pulled it. Like, it's not so bad that, like, people were jumping off of the railing of the movie theaters, but it was yeah. close. Um, yeah. If I watched this on a boat, I would have absolutely—that was on the Nile. I absolutely would have jumped off. They'd be like, "No, there's crocodiles or alligators." That's fine. I, I, I don't care. Um, no, it wasn't even like it wasn't dramatically bad, like in a funny way. Like we're almost sensationalizing how bad it no. was. It was just like, yeah.
0: "Why?"
1: Uh, or like a bad story that somebody tells. Yeah, not even telling stories, that kind of thing. Where it's like, "When will this be over?"
0: Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's definitely like one of those moments where. You know, you always have that one person at work who thinks they love they're good at telling stories and everyone's just waiting for that story to end. It's just like, where is this story going? It's so this movie was just so bad that I wouldn't even recommend it or nominate it for like a bad movie night. You know, like I I just would not (laughs) because you want a way to lose friends. You want a way to just like have a shitty night this movie will make you have a shitty night because there's nothing even to really poke fun at. You know, there's like no, you know, it's not a I fun, can't shitty at all. No, it's, it's no, just the
1: just everyone would leave the be like, okay, well, I guess I'll go home now. Nobody would even yeah. to say I yeah. love you or goodbye. Right. And they'd be like, yeah, walking away slowly. Okay, whatever. yeah, life is pointless if shit like this exists.
0: Right? It's like like all right, you're not gonna finish the rest of this pizza, right? All right, I'm gonna take it home with me. <laughs> it's like one of those things. It's like, um. If the mystery science theater crew got together and they put this movie, they probably would just end the episode early because it's just that it's that painful. It's really painful.
1: Be the first one they don't have to say anything the entire time. They're just oh, wise, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> and they just you hear a ah, sigh, then someone right. falls asleep. That's it. Yeah, right. Or or
0: <laughs> a, or a sigh because it's like well, you know, they paid us to do this, so I guess we're just going to have to sit here and do this, you know, but I really don't want to. I'm like, God, yeah. yeah, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom, never returns. <laughs> like, 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 It's just like, <laughs> it's just the puppets there now, you know, and all that. Um, But yeah, it, it's really that bad. So, um, but yeah, so that was definitely the number one on my disappointment list there for sure. And the rest of the movies I have here are... Morbius. I mean, Morbius was another painful watch for me. Um, I know you didn't see it, but it, it's like it's like one of those movies where you didn't see it. Well, then don't bother because it's yeah. you're not missing anything, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it plays in with the whole Sony Spider Man world that they're trying to build over there. But you know, I thought Venom Two was bad. Like this was like even worse than that for me um and it, it, i don't think it's it's you know uh the fault of jared leto like he was okay in the movie he wasn't like terrible i just think the movie was put together really badly the script was bad the dialogue was like sometimes laughable uh and i don't know i i just i don't i know there's some people who liked it but i am not one of them so
1: i, I can't I, imagine it affects the future of the sony marvel situation cuz do you think that they like? Oh, should we have a Morbius sequel? What are we going to call it? More BS.
0: Hey. More BS burn. Thanks. Well done. Well done. I have to give you a clap more for like that. That's yeah.
1: Less BS. M-
0: more... Well, maybe if there was more lesbians Morbius in it, I would have watched. Yeah. Yeah yeah no it was yeah it was well again and i won't spoil anything uh you know i did a a separate video on on this whole thing um on the channel as well but at the end it does try to tie in to the sony spider-man universe in a weird confusing way that i don't know what what their plans are anymore moving forward with that um because it negated a lot of things that we thought might happen or that we thought that this character now is going to be involved in and all that. It kind of negated and confused a lot of that crap. So again, you didn't see it, you ain't missing nothing. So, you know, and if there's something that refers to it in the future, if you want, I'm sure there's like a two minute YouTube video out there that just gives you the plot and everything. Yeah, just be like, here, this is all the movie beats and everything like that, right? So... Yeah, the rest of my list here, Jurassic World Dominion. I mean, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this is a major franchise that I love the original. The original is almost, in my mind, a masterpiece. It's like in my top 10 of all time. Um, just very, very well done as far as like the blockbuster movies are concerned with like fun roller coaster rides and what you have you. <clears throat> and I feel like they've been trying to recapture that same magic for a very long time with all the sequels. And they have always kind of missed the mark. I liked in a way, the first Jurassic world, because it gave us, I think as an audience, what we've been waiting for a full functioning park. And then shit goes haywire. Right. And then how that plays out. So I did enjoy that. And then they went into this weird Planet of the Apes dystopian thing later on, which, okay, I see where you're going. But we were hoping now in this movie, we were going to see how does that really play out? Oh my God. It was just, why are we focused on bugs? Why are we focused on, you know, why is everyone now okay that there are dinosaurs around? Um, Like we didn't see that progression at all. Yeah, it yeah. was fun to see the original legacy OG characters come back. And probably the any saving grace moments of the movie was because they were on screen at the oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah, they've done it before. They they you know, they they've been in this rodeo. So they have that great chemistry there. However, the chemistry between those guys and the new crew just didn't work at all. Yeah, you know, it was just, like, really painful to watch and all that. And I did feel like they tried to recapture a lot of the original kind of moments from the first movie uh, that really didn't play out as great as probably it could have been, right? So it was a major disappointment for me. Not as bad as as Fallen Kingdom. Not as bad as the last movie, in my opinion, because the last movie was just god-awful. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just just a huge disappointment for me. Um, and then last on my list is Sonic 2. I know that's going to surprise a lot of people. Oh. Um, yeah, I, you know, I I loved the first movie. It was a lot awesome. of fun. Uh, it surprised me. It was nice to see Jim Carrey back to 90s Jim Carrey mode, which was, like, great. We didn't get enough of that, in my opinion, in this movie. And a lot of the things that made the first movie great they didn't really have that much of in this second movie, but it definitely it it you know resonated with all the young kids because they were eating it up left and right, and you know from what I've heard a lot of yeah you know, the younger kids and generation love this movie they had a lot of fun with it, and that's great and I that's awesome because if you are a fan of the Sonic franchise, they did reveal and bring things into the movie that you would recognize and you would. You know hoping and wishing to see for a very long time idris Elba as the voice of knuckles was great his his portrayal was actually really good in this movie but the movie as a whole was a little bit, bit of a disappointment for me because I felt like it it lost a lot of that charm uh from the original movie so so yeah so that is my my list there uh anything to add to any of that
1: no i got the i'm there's the i definitely don't want to end on this. Uh, so we've got our, our look forward to ones. Yes, um, yes. That I'm excited about because I need to get the taste of these shitty movies out of my mind. Yeah,
0: yeah. So again, let us know in the comments. You know, do you agree with us? You know, if, if you want to make a case for why Death of the Nile should be on your Good top five, work. you know, movies of the year so far, we want to hear it. We want to see. Do your best. To. Do your best. You know, come at us. Because I'd love, love to know why that would be ever. Do you change your mind
1: about Death in the Nile, I'll, I'll do, I'll anything. Like I don't care. Like <laughs> yeah, I'll n- marry whoever you want me to. I'll, there you go. Yeah, whatever. I'll fight yeah. myself instead of you in the comments. Like, yeah, change our minds, make a case. I am curious if somebody did like one of these disappointment movies. I, which happens to me sometimes every now and then there's one sure. that everybody hates and i'm the, and i love it and then like every now and then you are somebody else is like oh i didn't consider that maybe it actually was good those are fun combos yeah. i had i like oh yeah always
0: Any yeah always yeah. yeah yeah no it's, it's always good to hear because you know movies resonate with people it's so many different ways right and it could be at a right time right moment a movie could be amazing for them while the same another person at that same time and you know will think no this is the worst piece of shit that i ever seen you know and but it's good to know why it's good to know why people really enjoyed what they enjoy and it does lead to great fantastic conversations you know you you and i we have these conversations all the time so it is it, always it's always a lot of fun and you know we may hear pushback on Jurassic World Dominion because I know there are people out there who did enjoy that movie or or, or or, at the very least saying it's not as bad as people are saying it is, you know, which, you know, could very well be. It could very well be the case. But I just remember rolling my eyes a lot and just, yeah. you know, were there some action scenes that worked? Yes. Not, I would say like 100% of the film is not crap. But a yeah. good eighty percent is just yeah. not that good at all. Um, so, so yeah, let us know. We want to hear it. Let's have a t- conversation to talk about. It. But yeah, let's let's clear the air. Let's take a deep breath. You know, we'll, we'll count to five for a little bit. You know, as we now think of what is coming down the line in the future for movies for the rest of twenty twenty two. What are we looking forward to? Um, I think my list is a little shorter than yours, so I could be wrong. But uh, I'm narrowing mine uh, down.
1: I'm, I, I, I okay. shortlisted a whole bunch of them. I think I'm going to try to get myself down to like five. Like five, I'm most excited about. Sure, you know, I mentioned a few other honorable mentions, but yeah, yeah. Um, however, you want to go.
0: Yeah, so I'll I'll take a, a quick stab at it myself here. So, um, some 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 honorable mentions for the rest of the year. Obviously, uh, you know, I'm a huge comic book movie guy. I love superhero movies. Um, there aren't a lot for the rest of the year, but there are two that stand out, and that's Black Adam and Shazam, which is funny because they're they're actually kind of from the same uh, portion of the DC universe there. So I am very curious. Black Adam, The Rock has been talking about this movie forever. Um, I, I don't know, like at least more than five years. Um, and I want to see how it finally turns out. And Shazam was kind of like a big surprise for me on how much I enjoyed that first movie. So I'm very curious to see how it's going to continue there. But moving down my list for movies I'm looking forward to, Nope. You know, uh, Jordan Peele's latest movie. Like, I am totally looking forward to checking out that movie um, because he is, I think, taking over the reins from M. 9 Shyamalan as being our modern-day Hitchcock in a way. So Hmm. uh, that's my opinion. I My opinion. Like we'll things. we'll we'll see after we see this movie if it still remains that way. But you know, I'm definitely looking forward to that. The one thing that really stood out when I saw the trailer was the latest from Olivia Wilde, and that's "Don't Worry, Darling," um, starring Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. I think Florence Pugh is an amazing actress. I have not seen a movie of hers that I thought you know was disappointing or anything like that. She is like definitely you rising stars in this industry. Harry Styles has, of course, made also a major name for himself. And his acting is starting to really come across as, hey, this is a pretty decent avenue for him to, to go along with his music career there. So the chemistry that they have on screen in that trailer alone looks very, very interesting. But the story itself is like one of those like, okay, what's really happening in this town of theirs and all that? And is it like a Stepford Wives situation where she gets, you know, like she gets out of it somehow in her mind and now she sees what's going on around her? I don't know. It just looks very fascinating. Another movie I'm looking forward to is the David Bowie documentary Moon Age Daydream from Neon because it just looks... Visually fantastic. And anytime you can see more behind the scenes stuff with David Bowie and some some of that stuff and, you know, seeing his progression in his career, it just, I'm all in for that. Clerks 3. I can't believe after all these years, we're still getting another Clerks and Kevin Smith is at it again. So um, the first movie means a lot to me. Uh, I feel like it kind of opened up my mind to independent film. Um, you know, so I definitely rank it really way up there in my list of all time favorite movies, because it, it just means that much to me. Clerks 2, now with a more bigger budget, still surprised me, still had me laughing and all that. So I'm definitely curious to see what's going to happen here. with uh, The third installment. Um, Amsterdam. Um, David O. Russell, I mean, full star-studded yes. cast on this one. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, the talent in this movie—you have Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, Michael B. Jordan, Chris Rock, John David Washington, Taylor Swift making an appearance. Anya Taylor Joy is here. <laughs> Rami Malek. I mean, <laughs> the list goes on and on and on of yes. all the cur- the the uh, rising stars and like phenomenal actors in this industry today. So um the story itself also looks very intriguing um you know set in the 30s group of friends witness a murder and then now they're going to try to figure out how to go on with that um i believe it's based on a true story maybe i don't know um i don't know if i got that right but um it just looks very very interesting and that could be another entertaining movie there um I, I didn't mention this in my honorable mentions as far as superhero movies are concerned, but it is on my list because I am really curious as to what's going to happen with this movie, and that's Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, I, it, you, we don't need to talk about how huge the first Black Panther movie was. I mean, if you are a moviegoer, if you are in the pop culture you know, kind of lexicon there, you know the importance this movie had for a lot of people. And it was just enjoyable and, you know, really, really well done. You know, unfortunately, um, you know, uh, Bozeman is not with us anymore. Um, But that's one of the things that leads to the curiosity of how is this movie going to be? We have not really heard anything about this movie with the exception of the drama behind the scenes. With the death of Chadwick, the the problems with Letitia Wright and all that stuff, you know, it's just and it's 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 a big, major curiosity as to how is this movie going to be kind of like The Flash at this point, you know, with the whole Ezra Miller like drama and stuff like that behind the scenes. So I am really curious. Of course, I want this movie to be amazing because it, it deserves to be. But I am definitely curious to see what's going to happen there. And last, at least on my list, is Avatar 2. Is James Cameron's epic opus that's taking him his entire life to continue to write and direct and produce, is this going to live up to all the hype? Or is this going to be a major flop and disappointment? James Cameron is like the king of sequels. Every sequel he's directed has been like huge, major, successful blockbusters and all that. Um, And definitely favorites of mine, personally. So is Avatar 2 going to do the same thing? We don't know. That trailer came out. And for me, it looks almost the same thing as the first movie. We will wait and see. Um, Because another thing that the first Avatar movie did that was also, you know, um, industry breaking was the use of 3D. You know, 3D movies were very new at the time. So that was like one of the only movies in my mind that utilized that 3D technology to perfection. Um, And it just felt great, you know. But was the story great? No. It was just a fun time at the movie theater, you know. And I thought, you know, it was well directed and everything. So... Who knows what's going to happen here with the second one. But yeah, we'll wait and see. Now, as always, my list may be small now, but there's going to be tons of movies that will come out later this year that I'll be like, oh, I forgot about that movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. I definitely want to see that movie. And then those will be added to my list as the months continue. But uh, Blake, what, ha- what say you about what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year?
1: Yes, I'm not going to go into the ones you did, um i will have plenty of time to discuss these movies in the coming months um so but i might mention them as i go through so first off um marcel the shell and official competition are two movies that are out now that i haven't been able to see yet uh were coming out this weekend so those i'm excited for um then there's the next category which is like i'm curious if this will be good you mentioned a few of these i there's these aren't the ones i'm like i'm hyped for this one it's just like i will see this one and i'm curious how they do it so avatar top of the list I think a lot of people have those same questions uh, Samaritan Sylvester Stallone doing a dark ah, yeah. superhero movie that's right I don't yep. know what to expect there yep I, I looked up the director and the writer and I don't have enough of like oh I'm excited because it's this person doing this Martin yeah. Starr is the only other person the cast yeah. recognize, so we'll see uh, right. but a dark superhero movie I'm always down for someone making an artful comic book superhero thing um bodies 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 which mm. is most prominently known as the Pete Davidson TikTok clip yeah. of I look like I fuck thing. I thought that was just an interview. Turns out <laughs> it's a clip from the movie I saw in the trailer. Right. So when I saw in the theaters, I go, oh, my God. Okay. Um, woke horror, I'm, I'm, I like that genre. Some of them are really bad. It's like they're trying to capitalize on the get out thing. But I, I'm glad that woke horror is what's happening right now. Somebody's meme the other day was like, you remember when horror movies were just like, oh, this house is on fire and this house is attacking me. And now it's just like, hey, remember that time in eighth grade when someone called you a slur? Now that's going to haunt you for the, like in every version of that. Um, <laughs> the trailer looks good, but it also might be like, I don't know if it's good, can't be good or like bad, actually bad. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Clerks 3, I love the 90s indie American indie cinema movement. Uh, I loved Clerks one for that reason. I'm curious how he's doing it with, with three and if it's more of like a phone in or if, if it'll have that same magic. Um, and then lastly, two that I'm like that I was finding out just kind of researching this. Um, see how they run with Sam Rockwell, Sorcerer Ronan, Adrian Brody, and Ruth Wilson. Great cast. Oh right. In nineteen fifties London, plans for a movie version of a smash hit play come to an abrupt halt after a pivotal member of the crew is murdered. Sounds right up my alley. And then the other main one um, is Viola Davis uh, is playing the woman king. A historical epic yeah. inspired by the true events that happened in the kingdom of Dahomey, one of the most powerful states of Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries. That just, I'm looking at the, like the pictures and any of the trailer. Like I'm kind of glad I didn't know about this one. Or else yeah. I might be hyping it too hard and like expectations. So I think I'm going to just like, that's all I know about it. I'm going to block it out and then go see it that opening night because that could be like just a, a, like one of the most amazing cinema experiences, kind of thing. Right. Um, other ones, um, you mentioned Moon Age Daydream. Creed 3 is on the list. And I didn't. That I comes out know. this year? I saw it on a list. I, it's hard to say, especially like with COVID, there have been some things like Top Gun Maverick was supposed to be what, 2019, 2020? Oh my God. So, yeah,
0: it was supposed to be uh, like, 18. <laughs> goodness.
1: So it's hard to say, but like when they're going out, but according to what I've seen, November 23rd, like Thanksgiving weekend in America. Oh. <coughs> if that's the case, I love the first one. The second one was good. Like, I i don't know if, if it might be a cash grab. It could be amazing. But that first Creed was magic. Yeah, um, for sure. The, the real ones that I know I'm looking forward to, like I, I'm, I'll be disappointed if I don't love these, is Nope, you mentioned... Wakanda Forever. Um, the other one... Oh, in Amsterdam, David O. Russell. That's the other one you mentioned. The other ones that I don't think you mentioned these is Steven Spielberg, <laughs> The Fablemans. That could be like a once-in-a-lifetime type of movie. Oh,
0: I forgot about that.
1: Bros, uh, just because like it's a comedy. Uh, like I, I guess it's like an Apatow-produced gay bro comedy. So I'm curious <laughs> how they handle that with uh, Billy Eichner. I'm excited for that one. Bullet Train... You're telling me there's a movie with Brad Pitt and Bad Bunny, and I'm not going to see that 800 times in movie theaters. Like, i even if it's terrible, I'm just going to go and just like put it on mute or something. I don't know. Like, I'm hyped mm. for that one. Uh, and then lastly, Killers of the Flower Moon. This one got ah uh, yeah at least once or twice from COVID, I think. But yeah, Scorsese mm-hmm. and it's set in my home state of Oklahoma. It's got huh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Jesse Plemons, and at some point I forgot how it went, but. Apparently, Jesse Plymouth was like, wait, I'm sorry. I'm the lead in the yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio movie? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he, that's can right. Can we put him on the poster or like, where's his name? Like, what? Um, that's That should be good. That story yeah. is intense. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to love like sitting through that moment in history. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it'll probably be a tough watch. I don't know how Scorsese will handle it. That'll be the, a, a main question. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some think pieces or at least some like, here's the true story behind it kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if I'm going to like research it beforehand or want the movie to tell me things and then check back, check it afterward. But regardless, I know I'm going to see that movie opening night um, early as I can. And I'm sure we'll talk about it here. I'm I'm excited for these, these movies and the, the, this conversation to continue.
0: No, for sure. I mean, a, a lot of good stuff that you mentioned that again, I forgot like the Fablemans. I mean, I, I made fun of this movie uh, before about <laughs> like, you know, yeah. this is going to be Spielberg's last movie. Right. And, you know, what a way to end a career by talking about yourself. Right. So it's like one of those things. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon totally forgot that about that as well. I believe that because it, it's interesting that. That's coming out on Apple Plus TV after he, he made such a big deal about doing The Irishman on Netflix and then all that mumbo-jumbo about cinema and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe they are releasing that in theaters as well, right? I, I think they're doing one of those things like what they did with Coda, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, That's my understanding, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. they have
1: so, to for awards reasons, or at least I think sure. they do now. I know COVID, there was the exceptions, but my understanding, just from what I've heard at least, is Scorsese as the defender of theaters and the guy yeah. who's like owns or partial like contributor to a theater in New York like this dude will make sure I, I think he's doing it both and it's almost like the, he's hedging the bet being like okay we'll let you do this but maybe we can find a way that makes it work for movie theaters too so right. I'm curious about that aspect of it I'm definitely going to go to see it in theater for sure
0: yeah um, also I'm, I'm curious that because again this is you know Scorsese and he is a New York darling when it comes to the film world is this possibly going to be premiered at New York Film Festival later this year? Mm. So I'm very, very curious about that. We should probably uh, check, you know, keep an eye out on that because that could be a fun thing for us to check out together, um, for sure. Uh, Bullet Train. Uh, I want this movie to be really good. I really do. It has potential to be shit you know no, it but
1: nope, it'll be great don't uh, no,
0: no, okay. no maybe it I'm, so good. <laughs> okay maybe i'm high maybe i i'm you know thinking too much about it and all that but it, it looks like it, potentially from what we've seen in this chair a fun ride no pun intended um again I'm, i you know i've been to japan many times i think bullet trains are fascinating um I, it is true you can see very interesting people on these trains so i would love to see that you know, explored and, and it played out, especially when it's, it sounds like it's, you know, basically one of those like heist, you know, cop and robber type of things. Like, I don't know, spy, what have you. Um, great cast, a lot of great people in that movie. Um, you know, not only just Brad Pitt, you know, you have Sandra Bullock, you have, um, what was that? Uh, the guy who plays Kick-Ass. I always forget his name. Uh, Andrew Taylor Johnson. Christopher yeah.
1: Mince plus. Aaron <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 whatever. Okay. Sure. Yeah. You
0: know, but you have also some like n- some newer faces. Like, you know, you have the the actor that was in the Eternals recently. Um, let me just pull up this cast list here because it is a very interesting list. So um Yeah, I, I mentioned Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, of course Bad Bunny. I think Bad Bunny is he's doing wonders for his career right now between his yeah. music wrestling and now acting like i think it's so so fascinating you know his Please. his kind of progression there
1: i think he'll help the global box office too because he's he's a big enough star people go just for the bad bunny of it. if it turns out he's like a tiny cameo or something they're just overhyping him but global superstar yeah. he is and the, like number yeah. one artist on spotify your kind of thing yeah. Um, that'll help the global box office at the very least, even if it's a shit movie, and I'll probably be responsible for about a third of whatever. That <laughs> box
0: office. No, for sure. But yeah, yeah. To close out the, the the cast list here, you have Joey King, you have you know uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Logan Lerman is apparently in this movie, um, and then you have the. I love this actor, but I hate the fact that he is like the go-to Japanese old guy, uh, Hiroyuki Sonata, who is like the main, if we want a Japanese uh, Yakuza type guy, oh, let's get this guy. Like, it's just like everything. He's, he's like in a lot of movies that call for that type of role. So, but I like him. I like him a lot. He's a great actor. Um, but yeah, it, this movie is going to be interesting for sure. I really, really want it to be good um and i hope it is uh, for your sake uh or else we're gonna that's definitely gonna be a fun conversation for us to have when that movie comes out um cool uh anything else to add to your list or anything else that you want to add to all that
1: we we did it i'm excited for the future yeah man. i'm 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 loving this year movie so far it was nice to go through be like actually there were some that i really loved i uh, yeah. Get to talk through that and dude yeah we, we've got six more months on the calendar and we'll be getting into award season like closer to oh, end, which so uh, I'm finally, I think I'm finally over the like the overexposure to the award season toward I'm like excited to talk about that. But yeah, know, this, this list of movies got me hyped for the rest of the year, man.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, and I, and I do, I just like the fact too that, you know, going to the movie theaters now again is feeling normal. Somewhat normal, yep. you, know, you yep. know, I know there are a lot of people who are still not going as often as they used to, but I have been seeing an increase of attendance, like especially this summer. So um, if anything, this just means really good stuff for the industry as a whole, because you know, even though people like to crap on big industries and Hollywood and all that stuff like that, they're still providing a form of entertainment that we enjoy. We love going to the movie theaters. We love, you know, getting lost in a story and in a movie. Um and if that ends or if it shifts in a way that you know is not as enjoyable as it was, that would be pretty sad, you know. So it's just nice to see things starting to pick up and the support for the theater chains and and their mom and pop theaters um, that can try to continue on in this business of showing movies to like you and myself but uh what movies are you guys looking forward to you know what are what is on your list what is something that you can't wait to see for the rest of the year again as i we keep saying enjoy you know engage in the conversation write your comments um you know people ask me sometimes like what's the best way to show support for your channel or show support for your videos or everything like that that's commenting if you comment, yeah. then you know it. It allows you know other people to catch wind of this video, they can enjoy and engage in the conversation, and all that. And we just love con- you know having those conversations with all of you because this is one of the reasons why we do what we do. So, um, yeah. So that's the end of our episode of movie time. There for looking at the past, present, and future of 2022, and a lot of good and fun stuff to look forward to for the rest of the year. And looking forward to future conversations with you there, Blake, about these movies coming out there. So, that being said, where can people find you online there, buddy?
1: Yes, Renee, You can find me on Letterboxd.com. My screen name there is Blake Wolf, S S N. B l a k e w o l f s s n. That's where you can see where I gave Death on the Nile approximately zero stars or 0.5. <laughs> It gave everything, everywhere, all at once, five stars. And then it also has this watch list feature uh, where anytime there's a movie that's coming out or exists, it's on there. And I just have an mm. ongoing watch list. So when it comes out, you can get a notification when it's on the streamers uh, or at least that way. Whenever I go, um, okay, I'm, it's Thursday night. I'm bored. I'm, I got to find something to watch. I go to my watch list. You're going to organize. It. I go, oh, I only have an hour and a half until I need to, to call it a night. Organize it by length. Um, which streamers it's on, etc. So, yeah. um, that, that, for my uh, my looking forward to list for the rest of this year, I definitely use that watch list feature. Uh, check it out, see me there, and on movie time with you, my friend.
0: Nice, nice. Also, always appreciate you having here and talking about movies and the things that we love about movies. There, so um, definitely enjoy it and looking forward, like I said, to those future conversations. As for myself and Loki Geek, you see all the handles on the screen there. All the links to all social and everything like that can be found in the description. Again, if you haven't done so already, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, you know, show your support, comment, you know, in, engage in the conversation there. If you are an audio listener or you want to start listening to us in audio format because you're sick and tired of looking at our mugs every week then go to your favorite podcast platform of choice. Look for the low key geek channel there and you can download this episode and so much more uh, directly from there. don't forget if it asks you and prompts you leave a nice rating, say some good things or don't say some crappy things as well. You know, you have your right, it's your choice. You can do what you want. What are we to tell you what to do? Right? So that being said, I'm Renee. This is Blake. This has been movie time. Thank you so much for watching. We'll catch all of you. Fine. People next week. Peace out, everyone.